Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a comedian musician writer and video editor whose work includes tim and eric awesome show great job the eric andre show portlandia and many other things he currently has the very funny podcast office hours live with tim heidecker and vic berger and the Poundcast with brent weinbach please welcome doug loosenhop aka dj doug pound welcome hello thank you for having me absolutely great to be here i appreciate you being on this is very exciting yeah fun question how are you I'm uh, not bad. I'm better than many. Yes. I, as you said, I have a couple podcasts, and um, those are keeping me busy and employed enough to get through my bills, and they're fun. So I'm doing some <laughs> productive, yeah. fun things during this quarantine time. Yeah, so I'm not bad. I make the best of it. There's ups and downs. I mean, I think that's what how most people kind of describe it. It's like... I don't know about you, but most people I talk to seem to be ups and downs, you know? For sure. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we talked about before this, but I feel like I'm sometimes I'm okay. You know, I feel like if I can be okay, that's the goal. Yeah. I like some kind of like relative stasis, kind of somewhere in the middle, because I do feel like sometimes I'm kind of like oscillating between, I guess it's like a, a, a version of anything else. Good days, bad days, but you're just... Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out ways to do things that allow me to kind of let things process in the background, like healthy distractions when possible, because I do think this is all such a psychic mindfuck that it's going to it's gonna manifest itself one way or the other, probably, right? Yeah. I've been making a lot of healthy choices as well, so... You lost 20 pounds during this, right? That's right. So what are you doing exactly? I know you just went camping, and last night you did a bike ride at night. Has that really, like... Has that <laughs> oh, really you saw you? my tweet? Yeah. Yeah, I started doing this thing on Twitter where I try to just do like how Twitter was when it first came out. I don't know, like very, very early Twitter where people yeah. are just like headed to the store, grabbed a loaf of bread. <laughs> now I'm headed yeah. headed to pick up the kids. Like everyone was freaking out about the news about Trump getting COVID. And it was just, I like to, I don't know. I just like to do something. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny to just during this crazy, like biggest news of the year to be like, I went on a bike ride. <laughs> no, it's very funny to see the juxtaposition of your tweet amidst all of the other tweets in my feed. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the joke. It's just yeah, exactly. the juxtaposition. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, and plus, hearing about Trump nonstop is, I mean, I don't want to like, I did think of a few jokes last night too, but I don't want to just throw another joke on the pile. I thought, do something different. But wait, what did you ask? How do I... You just went camping, right? So are you just staying active or just trying to figure out healthy distractions too with all these things? Well, I live alone and I don't even have a dog. I did last year, but that's a different story. Anyway, yeah, just getting out and getting... I mean, you live in Arkansas, right? Is that a secret? No, it's not at all. Yeah. That's probably Confirmed. beautiful out there. You got... What do you got? The Ozarks? Is that where that is? Yeah. We got the Ozarks like, right up north, but no, it's, it is, you know, we call ourselves... The natural state, which is not exactly original, but it is absolutely beautiful here. And there are a lot of, there's a lot of great hiking and yeah, it's really is beautiful here. Yeah. I find that just getting out, out of the city where the air's a little nicer, where there's, where my phone doesn't work yeah, is a great little reset. So I try to go camping as much as possible. I mean, earlier this week when I went camping, it was in Malibu, which is kind of out of the city, mm-hmm. but out enough that 
at least you can sit around a fire pit. And like it feels like you're getting away. Yeah, it's a getting away, getting out of the house. So as far as getting healthy, like I was drinking a lot during the early part of um, the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm not like drunk all day. I just every night I would have some wine or beers here and there. Like, and then I realized I don't like that. And then I pretty much quit that. And then my doctor said I was high cholesterol because I got a checkup. So I thought, well, this would be my new hobby would just to be like get healthy. So I got like a digital scale and it was like a game. So I just every morning I get on it and I'd be like, okay, this number, I got to send a set a goal weight. And every day the number's got to go down. It'll just be my little game. That's how I have to do it too. I have to like, I have to, yeah, I have to manufacture the stakes to right. then keep doing it, you know, for me. Yeah. If, if I set a goal and if it's like turns into sort of a game, then I could do it. Otherwise I kind of forget about it. You know, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was trying to do that thing. Yeah. But same. yeah, turning it into a game made it kind of fun. It just became like my hobby. And then it was easy. Actually, I read a book about fasting. So I started doing like daily fasting and does that make you feel better doing that? I think it did. I mean, I don't know if it was losing 20 pounds or whatever, but I think I have more energy and, um, you know, stuff like that. I don't know if it's the actual fast part, but I would just try to eat later in the day. I'm not like doing a crazy fast where I take a week off. I know people do that, but, um, that was just part of it. Yeah. And then I would try to do just getting out of the house. I would try to do a little, a walk, try to get 10, if you get 10,000 steps and eat like later in the day, that's the secret to me. And then try not to eat. You know, I would like, I, since I live alone, I can control the junk food. So I like would just not buy cookies and stuff. And for a sweet, I do have a sweet tooth. I would eat like some chocolate or something or some like berries or like jam or something. So like it was just doing little things like that. And then just looking at the scale every day and being like, uh, this this game I'm playing, I have to win. <laughs> So it was just like, and that, you know, I don't really like working out, pumping iron, going to the gym. There's no gyms to really go to or like doing, you know, lifting weights. It's not fun. So I would just do fun stuff. I would go on a long walk, listen to podcasts like this and (laughs) (laughs) just like stuff like that. Riding bikes, playing tennis, going skateboarding, just doing fun things. And then that seemed to be the secret for that. That's something too, where for me, I've maintained the working out thing. Like that's, I've been very conscious of that because I know it's, you know, obviously like good, not only for, for your body, but just for your brain, it's really good to do that. I've been using it. I just have a stationary bike mm-hmm. and it can get kind of monotonous sometimes. But if I listen to, yeah, to like a podcast or I do, I've been doing audiobooks recently and that has been really good as a way to kind of zone out and do it. And it's not necessarily the most fun thing to do but i don't know i I just feel like i'd be in a way worse mental shape at the very least if i wasn't doing it consistently yeah i gotta get into the audiobook scene the podcasts are getting monotonous yeah that's that's what it's been for me too i I listen i I started listening to news sort of based podcasts yeah and they kind of make me upset even though they're like really good (laughs) podcasts uh kind of like bum me out i'm like i just i'd rather just hear story or listen to music anyway um but you know what i've been listening i just started listening to on um audible they just released the new alan partridge's podcast that just came out yeah i think tim tim was telling me about that i think it's so funny it's like so so funny that's kind of a nice 
gap between audiobook and podcast in that middle. And it, yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. Well, don't start laughing on your bike. You might fall off. It could be dangerous. God. It's the fear, right? Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, what you said about the mind, like that is really true. Like whenever I get the blood pumping and get the heart rate up, that's when I also now have like inspiration and ideas. Whereas if I'm just smoking around the house thinking like I should do this video or yeah. I don't have any ideas, it nothing, you know, it's tough. But when you get, when you get the heart rate up, yeah, that's when you kind of feel your brain feels better. Your mood is better. I feel more creative. And I want to go home and um, write down my ideas or, you know, shoot something or whatever it is, you know. It feels like like the clouds part and there's a clarity. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That I just don't quite have otherwise. In that regard, though, it's also effective because it kind of, it feels like it weirdly like contextualizes where I'm at mentally on some level. Because it just makes it, you know, because like all these new norms are established. And if it happens kind of relatively incrementally, I don't realize like maybe I'm in worse mental shape. Than, than I thought I was because it's just, you know, incremental new normals. But working out really helps me contextualize that. But yeah, to your point, like a clarity and yeah, it's like those endorphins really work. Yeah, the cloud parting thing. <laughs> I made a workout tape and that's part of the, the joke of the tape is that you're on drugs when you're working out and those are the best drugs, like endorphins and stuff like that. When did you make that? Uh, I think last year. I don't know when that came out. Like early... 2019, I think. Which feels like 30 years ago at this I point. Know. <laughs> My I know. I gotta ago. listen to that. I didn't realize. I did want to ask you something. I wanted to ask, you studied film in college. What movies had a big impact on you? Uh, Mulholland Drive. God, that movie's amazing. I don't know if I saw that in college, though. I might have saw it after college. It came out 2000 or 2001. Yeah, I think I saw right? that after college. Yeah, for sure. But I remember seeing that by myself. I don't know why. I mm-hmm. would never see a film by myself, but for some reason, I just like went to the movies by myself during the day, and there was like a smattering of other just men by themselves watching it, with, you know, in the <laughs> theater. I just walked out of there in the days, like I couldn't even explain why it just kind of blew my mind. But I guess film. I don't know if I was. I went to film school, but I wanted to really just be. I guess I focused on editing, and I wasn't necessarily trying to make features. I was. Mm-hmm. I think Ren and Stimpy was a big influence. Just like the sound effects and the yeah. sound design of it. You could just listen to it. My friend, Eric Fensler, who I who also went to the same college I did, he told me he used to just make an audio tape of it and just listen to the tape. That's so interesting. <laughs> Which I've never really like heard just the sound of that show, but that would totally make sense. Because the voices are so funny and the sound effects are like so cartoony and loud. and you Yeah, know, I never thought about it like that. And funny. And just like the timing of everything is just right. So there was that. I also like in college, I watched a, oh man, I'm blanking on his name right now. Robert Altman. I took a Robert Altman class. Ooh. Where like every week we would just watch a different Altman film. And I liked, uh, yeah, I, was just, I guess I was influenced by him. Yeah, I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller the other day and rewatched Gosford Park. What'd you think? Amazing. I mean, Gosford Park, I love those. I love the murder mystery element. But also like the that upstairs downstairs part two, just of the the two different classes all in one and the interactions. I mean, just a true master. And and actually, you know, now I think about it, I watched Shortcuts earlier this year, and I hadn't I'd seen it I think in parts, but that movie is unbelievable. Like that one especially really really affected me when I saw it. 
You know, on McCabe and Mrs. Miller, um, interesting factoid is he f- he flashed the film. Let me look it up here. No, I'm intrigued. I don't know. I don't know this fact. Yeah, so the film, I guess in the final scene, for a distinctive look, Altman and Zygmunt, I guess that's the DP, chose to flash the film negative before the before they shot. So they basically, I think what they did was like they ran the film through. This is something I remember from film school. They ran the film through the camera with like a just a, I think with a, I think they ran it through the camera just like shooting on white, so it mm-hmm. gives it. They expose it a little bit before they shoot it, and it gives it kind of a, like a, a foggy. Oh, that's cool. Kind of like, look. Is that the one that it's kind of wintry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I got to rewatch so that. I got to rewatch that one. Have you ever seen um, the one with. Uh, oh, man, I'm blanking now. Say, he's got. He's, he's got, got so many films. I know, he really does. The Long Goodbye. Have you seen The Long Goodbye? I did. Oh, that movie. Yeah, with the little random uh, Schwarzenegger cameo. Yeah. That that movie is been, like so good. God. I read the so book. Good. Yeah. Which is this the 1930s noir classic. It's funny cuz the long, the movie is like so different. Like that always happens, but like the character, the main character is like he's like this kind of goofy guy, but in the book he's like this hard-boiled detective guy, and in the movie he's sort of like this 70s kind of like Almost like a stoner dude or something. But yeah. the, the player and, might be my favorite Altman film. That movie is fantastic. You know, yeah. I it's funny, the um the other day I was thinking, I need to rewatch Popeye just to see what that what that's like today. Because I remember watching it when I was young and it's just it made me feel depressed. <laughs> yeah, me too. I remember the I remember watching Popeye when I was a kid. It was like on cable. Yeah. And it would just pop up. And that is weird. That is a weird <laughs> Cause he looks, they make him look cartoony, didn't they? Like yeah. make his arms all big and stuff. Yeah, and like it's kind of cartoony, but it's like live action. But it's like not really for kids, maybe. No, not at all. I don't know. I don't know who it's for exactly, but it's it's like really maybe it's just like all the like the dark wood sets or something. There's like a dreariness about it that when I watch it, I I felt bad after I watched it. Maybe that's like my child like. The prison through which I'm seeing, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Popeye." And then you watch, and I'm like, "It's like maybe it's like drinking water, thinking it's Sprite." Like my brain wasn't prepared for it, but maybe I did like it. I don't know. But I'm just curious to see, to rewatch it to see like what it's like today, because I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's watch it and discuss. Right, let, me, let me fire it up. What is this? There's a new movie with Popeye. I'm seeing. I just did a Google. There's this crazy. Really? What the heck is this? crazy like 3d popeye movie i don't know if it's real i feel Um, like i've seen something about that like it was a concept and maybe i don't know maybe in the uh in the world of uh, you know 35 different streaming companies maybe maybe that's going to be made now there are so many out there i feel like anything anything can be made yeah i guess they didn't make it they should make that i would watch that that sounds crazy like a 3d like r-rated popeye (laughs) You know? Oh, I would watch that in a heartbeat. I would watch that. I remember seeing the visual of that now that I think about it, and it looked really cool. Like I would absolutely watch Popeye. R-rated Popeye, I, yeah, I very much want to see that now. <laughs> yeah, forget these like superhero movies. You know, Popeye's the real superhero. Yeah, give me a cursing Popeye in 3D. I was curious, uh, this is another professional question, but how much time do you devote to developing drops? Oh, 
Because I was, I was just always curious. There's just so many of them. I probably have too many, but I kind of have too many now because I have this app, and it's like you fill up a page with drops, and then when that's filled up, there must be fifty drops per page or something. And then you, but now I have too many, so many pages that it's like they all cancel each other out. Is there just, just so many? I to think wait I just through? have too many. I think I need to like go through. But to answer that question, nowadays I'll throughout the week if I'm listening to a podcast or you know somebody sends me a video I'll do a screen recording and uh, kind of compile them through the week mm-hmm. and then Wednesday night before the show I'll go through and I'll spend about an hour downloading my screen grabs onto my computer putting it in Ableton live because of the problem with the drops sometimes people send me them you know you know through various channels they'll say there's good drops here. Sometimes they'll even clip them out and send me like a Dropbox link. But I'll have to take all those files, bring it into Ableton and throw a compressor and, a, and a, you know, make the volume kind of like all the same. So, yeah, that's kind of an annoying part about it. I can't just grab the drop and I have to like re-export each one and adjust the volume because some of them are too quiet. Most of the time they're too quiet. Sometimes they're too loud too. So it yeah, it's a process. So every week I spend a few hours. Okay. You know, it's simple as that. <laughs> no, fair enough. I didn't know what the answer was going to be. That's why I asked. How much work is just in the uh, like office hours live in general? Because it's there, there's a lot going on in that show, and it's so funny. But I just didn't know what all kind of pre-production wise was involved. We have a Zoom meeting every week, and we discuss upcoming episodes and upcoming guests and sometimes we'll we'll have ideas for like what are we going to do when we have thundercat on yeah and i think the bass game might have been idea my idea because i saw him i saw a video of him discussing his favorite bass lines so i thought we you know he's a bass player we should have him we should have play like the worst bass lines and see if he can guess them (laughs) so it's that it's like that kind of thing and we'll we'll talk about the whole month you know like okay we have so-and-so guest in two weeks and we just meet every week and talk about this coming week's show. And we also talk about future bonus things. We have a lot of bonus things coming up in October. Yeah. Like another game night. There's the drop concert, which has been edited like incredibly by this guy, Ben Levin, mm-hmm. where it's like a totally like fun thing to watch. Just gr- funny graphics. And so that's going to have a premiere coming up. So yeah, basically we have a meeting a week and then we get there an hour early before the show every week and we kind of prepare that show so maybe and then all day every day there's we're texting each other on the we have a text thread and most of that stuff is like stuff not really show related just sort of like news related like check this out look at this look at this tweet look (laughs) at this video kind of like joking around so we're just chat we're chatting all day and it goes all day all night (laughs) but yeah, so it's a combination of texting each other all day, which sometimes there's some information about like here's an idea for for a fake ad or something. If yeah. inspiration if an idea comes into my head or Vic's head or whoever, we'll just text the thread and if basically if Tim <laughs> if Tim likes it, we'll move forward with it. Sometimes it's a dud. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's a dud, sometimes that's funny too cuz then that's a whole we turn that into a gag. What do you, I know, you know, you're DJ Duck Pound, but what music are you listening to right now? I've been into African music for a while. Mm-hmm. 
and I just have this African playlist. I mostly go to that for my go-to music. It's just sort of like uplifting, happy kind of music. Some of it is melancholy, but I don't like, I don't, I don't understand the words most of the time. Sometimes it's in English. Sometimes it's like in French. Sometimes it's in other languages I don't know, but um, I listen to that a lot. I like electronic music and... Um, I do too. Yeah, what do I like? People send me a playlist and I'll check out a playlist. I like Boards of Canada a lot. Yeah, they're great. I think they're great. I don't know. There's so many. I listen to, I like Big Black Delta quite a bit. Big Black Delta? Yeah. I never heard of that. He's great. I absolutely recommend that. But it's like big, big, big you know, it's it's not like club music or anything like that. It's really interesting. And I highly recommend it. My brain, like, I feel like I have to go through processing, automatically just processing, like, the layers of the music before my brain gets to the lyrics. So I'm not as great with sometimes, like, knowing what a song is actually about because it just takes me time because I just think my brain goes music before lyrics. Is that general? Is that similar? Is, do you do that, too, or is it one or the other, or is it just... Um, I think I'm the same way. I don't care about lyrics at all. I've never heard a song... I mean, once in a while... But to me, when I listen to music, it's all about the feeling of the music and the lyrics are almost a distraction sometimes, yeah. you know, that's why I, I guess maybe that's why I gravitate towards African music and other world. I like music from Southeast Asia and from India, too. And I just think I like the sound of the I like vocals, mm -hmm. but like words are kind of a, maybe a kind of a bummer sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know Leatherette? Yeah, Have you ever heard of Leatherette? No. That's a cool L E T H E R E T T E. Okay, that kind of I'm stuff searching. is cool too. Like it it's kind of like groovy chopped up vocal. It's got vocals but they're kind of like sampled. I like stuff where like vocals are sampled and arranged to like just be like weird sounds. I also like 90s kind of shoegaze music. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll dip back into like the classics. Frank Black or the Pixies, put that on once in a while. Swerve Driver, Slow Dive, you know, I'll kind of like dip back into stuff I used to like in college. I read something one time where somebody said, I don't know if it was a study or what exactly. They said like at about age 34 is when people stop generally seeking out as much new music and they just return to the stuff that they listened to when they were younger. Yeah, I try not to. I understand that because I do have a tendency to like... Uh, do that, but I don't know. I I, I put Spotify's kind of cool because I can do uh, Discover Weekly. Yeah, and um, it'll just play stuff that it thinks I like, and sometimes you know you find some good stuff. I I don't want to be like that. I want to like keep finding things, and you know. But I do do that. I do have my things <laughs> that I I go back to. I feel like I'm seeking out like. I'm still looking for actively, and maybe as a direct response to having read that, but actively seeking out new music, absolutely, but definitely to a less degree than I used to. But part of that, I think, is just the amount of time I have, because I just had so much more time to like sift through all these things. I know for me, too, that one thing I always did, and still do, you know, I guess when they have them, is I would look at like the giant lineup for some music festival, and then I would just start at the bottom. Uh-huh. You just say, oh, okay, what are the things that they know, the organizers or whoever know about, but isn't big enough to be top billing? Like, what are these about? And I found a lot of good music that way. Yeah, totally. I like going back to a genre, yeah, and finding who else was out there kind of making something that sounded like Nirvana, but they're not, they never really broke yeah. through. 
Yeah, that's always fun because they always have usually groups like that have something something cool. Oh, I like this band. Who influenced them? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's how I found like T Rex when I was younger. Of oh, this band was influential for plenty of people or plenty of bands I like, and then it's like oh yeah, they're fantastic. This is great. Who did they influence that you liked? Panic at the Disco or something like that? (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's probably... Probably. Yeah, honestly, that makes a lot of sense. But even then, you know, like, a band I like because they do... I feel like they're the modern, I don't know, as much as one can be, like, queen in that they have giant sound and it's like anthem rock or something. But Uh I like Muse a lot. Muse is a band I really like. They just released a concert album called Simulation Theory, and it's so interesting. Like, it's a hybrid concert film, but then there's also a narrative in it. I actually just, as a spectacle, highly recommend it because it's very interesting. By Muse? Yes. Some of the imagery and stuff is really interesting, and it's a gigantic show. I mean, I think in the UK, they've been voted several years as, like, the best live experience. Oh, wow. They don't do small measures at all. For better or worse, I mean, it can go both ways. I think definitely maybe less can be more, but... I also like um, really wild electronic music that's so abstract, like Autechre and some Aphex Twin stuff Yeah, is like same. the best music of all time, in my opinion. I mean, he has a lot of different styles going on, but I love that. And I recently found this guy called, I'm not even sure how you pronounce it, Q-E-B-R-U-S, Kebris. Okay. Interesting. And he makes, he makes, like, if you look up his album, the song titles are just crazy symbols. And the albums are <laughs> just like triangles and stuff. It's purely, it sounds alien. It's purely crazy alien music. But it's really, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. It's like really interesting. Not when it's too noisy, but some of his stuff got some kind of rhythms that you can kind of bob your head to. It's a fine line, right, between something being kind of unto itself in an interesting way, and then something being unto itself in that, oh, there's a reason no one's done this before. Because this is unlistenable or unwatchable. Right, where it's like interesting on paper. Yes. But then like like, when you're listening to it, you're like, okay, um, that was fine. Like some noise music is good for like 10 minutes, and then you're like, I don't need a whole album of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I've experienced that. Cool. (laughs) But I got to... My my mental my mental health yeah, is not. I need a melody it, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to Enya. I need to equalize a little bit. I like pop. I don't know. I'm sh- I was thinking about this the other day. Like the music I like, I can't explain it. But it like, I guess it, this is just how everyone likes music. But it it like transcends something. It takes you into a. It just makes you feel good. <laughs> You know, when I listen to African music, some people are like, oh, Fela Kuti. Like, yeah, I, I do yeah. too. But I don't, I, don't, I don't really listen to him. I mean, that stuff's kind of cool, but I like these like deep recordings that are like religious chanting and stuff. Something about that stuff. I'm not going to play it at a party. Yeah. But that's what I'll listen to when I'm like listening to music by myself. It's like it almost gives me like a religious, for lack of a better way to describe it, experience. It just makes me feel kind of like something is... I'm connecting with something ancient or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. No, I, I think about there's some there's some music too where I don't know. I, I feel like it just I connect with it like on a cellular level that I cannot yeah. explain. Yeah. And it just puts me in I don't know, just a truly unique place in a great way and I can return to that at any moment. And I yeah. I love that. Or even a folk singer that like you can hear like when they when they have like kind of a weird voice, it's almost like out of tune or something. 
Yeah. There's something I like about that. It's kind of like it's coming more from the soul or something. Like there's a purity about it. There's no yeah, artifice. Yeah, there's like, like this purity just, about that's it. That's just how that, it is. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to a song just, maybe it was earlier today. It was last night. Oh, man. I. You know what else I've been doing is like on Spotify, which I kind of hate that Spotify is like the new way to do. I, I remember just curating my playlist and it would be on my phone or my mm-hmm. iPod. But I like to just click my liked, my liked songs and just let those ride. Cause then it's like all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, I do too. I like I like the grab bag of it of because it's that weird too thing too where I I want if I put it on you know random or whatever the the thing is it's almost like oh shit like I'm rediscovering a song that I forgot existed and that could be really fun for me. Right. Yeah. And it's like oh I liked this song that I listened to once but this is cool. Who is this again? Yeah. Exactly. It's like finding a twenty dollar bill in an old jacket. You're like well. Yeah, I've experienced that before. Oh, shit. Okay. It's a nice little treat. I'll take that. I found a $20 bill last night. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. That's a win. <laughs> Do you know Tony Allen? I don't think so. Let me see here. Tony Allen's got some got some good songs. Let me hear here. I'm learning. That guy's all kinds of great recommendations now. <laughs> Tony um, Allen. Tony Depot Allen. There we go. Hell yeah. I'm going to listen to this after this. Yeah, listen to the song Go Back by Tony Allen. Okay. Go Back. Got it down. It's one of these songs that came up uh, and I just hit like and then it keep coming back to it. I love that. Yeah, I love so, finding... I mean, look, I like all styles of music too, not all genres. Yeah. I could listen to something, even like a dumb pop song, if it's good, if it's got some kind of like, I like pop music, you know, if it's got something kind of catchy. It's, it's not like I hate it, like the, a genre. You know? uh, yeah, no, I don't reject a genre and whole cloth of like, no, there's nothing valid in all of this. But it's definitely like, you know, I like what I like. Like One of my all-time favorite bands is ABBA. Well, yeah, there you go. That's a great band. It's amazing. Like when I was, my parents told me this, they were driving in a car from like uh, Kansas to Louisiana and it was storming really badly, and I was just crying constantly as a baby. And then they would play Abba Gold, and I would not say a word. <laughs> like, that worked every time. So apparently, from the jump, that is just a band that I gravitate to on a cellular level. Yeah, I remember one of my first music experiences was, like, being in the back of my parents' station wagon. And Another One Bites the Dust came on the radio. Yeah. And I was just like, what is this? The bass line, <laughs> the beat, like, yes. just that, that bass line. I was like, this is the best, whatever this is. I love this song. Oh, it's a straight-up jam. Yeah. It really is. And that bass line, it demands your attention. Yeah. That's where it all starts for me. Another one bites the dust. That's a hell of a song to start with, <laughs> honestly. I mean, there was probably, I was probably like, you know, there was radios playing. I was hearing music, but then that's the song that I was like, I want to keep hearing that. And then The Police, I started like, I want to hear The Police. Because they have something about The Police. They would do kind of like these chanting kind of things like, like you know in yeah. their vocals and i would repeat that and it would drive my parents crazy <laughs> it's funny that's where for you that really resonated for my dad that's like his nemesis of music <laughs> he hates the police that's funny it's very like cogent point on the police is they just repeat the same thing over and over again i i mean that's what i like i, I know like, exactly. I like repetitive you know i guess i like repetitive music it, it like it sinks into my brain and then i'm kind of like i think that's why i liked like shoegaze music and stuff it would kind of put me in a trance no i know what you mean you yeah. know and i think i like music that does that 
like puts me in this like trance state. I think that's actually now I think about it. Part of why I like electronic music, for example, is like I feel like lyrics can be a distraction. That seems like deeply unfair to to music. But I, I guess I like that I can can dip in and out of it. Like I can play, like for example, like the Social Network soundtrack, and I can be deeply invested in listening to it, or go about my day, but I still have it playing. I don't know what it is about that. Yeah, totally agree. I love this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I love music, love movies. So this was especially the music. Love music. I love pretty music. Love music. I will be checking out Leatherette. I will be checking out Tony Allen, specifically Go Back. I will maybe be rewatching the last scene of McCabe and Mrs. Miller to see that effect, because now I'm really intrigued by that, too. Yeah, is there anything you want to point people toward? I know um, both podcasts are great. I love them both. So anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up? Um, I guess that's it for now. Yeah, just check me out on Instagram. I put a lot of funny videos on there. Yes. Check out the Poundcast. Check out Office Hours with Tim Heidecker. Check me out on Spotify and Bandcamp. DJ Doug Pound on those things. Um, Perfect. I guess that's about it. Thanks for having me. That was a fun chat. Yes. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Please wear a mask. Will do. Thank you. Peace. Bye.